0: Welcome to the Coffin Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Vampire Kitten, and today we have Bokua Hyde. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. It's, uh, awesome. it's a nice. It's a nice evening, you know. So yeah,
1: it, it is.
0: How have How have you? What are you up to right now? What do you What have you been doing?
1: Everything.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, Everything.
1: I let's just say spread too thin is an understatement.
0: I feel that on a spiritual and mental and at physical and everything level.
1: Every level, yeah.
0: <laughs> Every level levels I didn't know I had. You know how when you like when you exercise and you're just like, wow, those are muscles I didn't know I had. It's like levels it, I didn't know a, I had.
1: That's life as it exists, <laughs> yes. So <laughs> minus the working out part.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if you're if you're active, it's fine. It's fine. You
1: know. So I actively eat. I
0: mean, that's a, that's a hobby. Yeah, it's a good one. So what, um, I guess let's start from the beginning. You've become this kind of interesting vampire persona on TikTok, which is super cool. What kind of inspired that? How did you get to that point?
1: You know, I get asked this question often and uh, everybody's always so disappointed when I answer this. So sorry for disappointing you in advance, but, um, you know, it's funny because like, I didn't grow up. Watching, I mean, even to this day, I don't watch like TV that much. But so I didn't grow up reading books or watching vampire movies or or any of that stuff. Um, you know, a lot of my growing up for me, a lot of what I was inspired by was seeing the big hair bands on like MTV and stuff like that. You know, I mean, like me and my dad listened to a lot of music together, so naturally, I was always drawn to music. Um, at some point around um, high school. I started getting really into uh japanese bands and a lot of these japanese bands which i actually kind of thought this is where you were going when you said vk then i put it together but there's a there's a genre of music i don't know if you're familiar called vk visual k yeah Yeah, in in japan and um a lot of their imagery was very um, porcelain doll like french victorian vampire i think a lot of where my influence came from really was the vk bands in in and of itself x japan versailles a lot of these older 80s 90s bands um i guess i kind of just married that with like the 80s glam and the whole alternative style like i don't consider myself goth but i guess technically i would be or alt i don't know um but yeah i mean so it never came from You know, people are like, well, did you ever see, you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula? Nope, never seen it. You know, did you ever see this? Did you ever see that? Nope, never seen it. Like, I don't know. It all just came from like, you know, just loosely influenced off of, you know, 80s hair metal, Japanese VK bands, and just whatever else I just decided to do.
0: Do you, have you caught up on your vampire media? No, not interested? Nope.
1: No, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, I'm just not a movie TV watcher. Like in my mind, I've, I've like always been the kind of person that like, if I got time to watch TV, I've got time to work. I've got time to chase a dream, chase a goal and do something more productive. Now that's not saying anything bad on people who spend their time watching TV. It's just not for me. Like I get very bored. I get very antsy. Um, You know, people are always like, what's your favorite movie? I'm like, I've got three movies I've ever watched. You know what I mean? Not really, but like. You know, I just, I don't watch a whole lot of movies and TV. Um,
0: that's understandable. Music's where it's it, at, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I watched all of the Underworld movies. I loved those. But, I mean, you Pretty know, good. Kate Beckinsale, it's, let's be real, you know, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's okay. So, what, how did you get into music? What inspired you to play guitar, and how long have you been playing?
1: Um, so like I said, I I grew up, you know, listening to a lot of music with my dad. I mean, that was a very important thing for us. I I remember being very, very young and just blasting Van Halen or Dawkins or Rat, you know, in, in the truck. And it was just a very important, I guess, like an important memory for me, you know, sharing that with my dad. Um, and you know, they always tell the story and I honestly don't even remember this that well, but. Eighth grade, I was not that great in school. Like school was not my thing, and for some reason, I don't remember why, but I asked them for a guitar, and they said, "Yeah, we'll get you a guitar if you turn your grades around. You know, if you do better in school this year, we'll we'll get you a guitar." To which I finished that year with like seven awards, including like a principal's award and honor. I, I apparently I wanted a guitar um i i just think it's one of those things that like I, i'm kind of a believer that everything happens for a reason um and i i don't know why or what drove me to want to do that i guess just being influenced by these bands from the 80s and stuff maybe i just wanted to be cool
0: i mean they but are pretty uh, cool. what's that i said they are pretty cool who's your favorite right. hair band
1: oh god that's such a loaded it, question it
0: really is okay top three i always do that top three
1: yeah, I mean, I, I again, I grew up on a lot of Van Halen, a lot of Dokken, a lot of Rat. You know, I mean, I'd I'd say those are probably the top three for me.
0: It's pretty good. It's a good list. Yeah. A solid, solid list. Solid bands.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: so when so. you, so you got your guitar, and you just practice, uh, or did you like learn from someone else, or did you just self-taught?
1: No, I, yeah, I would say self-taught is probably the most accurate thing to say. I mean, you know, my buddies and I there was a couple friends of mine who had guitars that got guitars at the same time, more or less, and we all kind of like jammed together, if you will, but none of us were really any better than the other. So I mean we just sat in our rooms looking up tabs and, you know, learning how to play certain songs or you know, writing original music that we thought was good. Um so yeah, I mean I was I've been self-taught forever. I've never taken like any kind of formal lessons or or anything, which is why I'm only as good as I am.
0: Well, I mean, pretty good. Oh well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first band? And then I know your current project is no silence, isn't it? Right. Okay. So when was, was your my first, first band? First band. Oh, Jesus not Christ. including the one not including the one that you guys were just like hanging out.
1: 1842 perfect no it's a great year (laughs) um man um probably 2005 2006 so probably just like two years after I got a guitar we we had our first band it was a high school band I mean we played every week we played you know little things around town uh did that for probably about two or three years
0: that's cool.
1: So let me see. Let me think about that. I graduated in 2007, and I think we did that until about 2009. So, yeah. Like three, four years, maybe.
0: Nice. Well, then how did you get involved with No Silence?
1: So No Silence, Um, there's the drummer, Tristan, and the guitar player, Brandon. Um, The three of us were in a previous band back in 2016, 2017 together. Um, That band fell apart. Um, I joined another band. I've been in a lot of bands. Um, I joined another band, and then I did both those bands for a while. Uh, Then, like I said, that band fell apart. And then I joined No Silence in 2020. Um, I think it was, like, right as all that COVID stuff started happening. Um, So we weren't very active right off the bat. You know, we did some, like, videos and stuff like that from home and whatever, but obviously there was no shows, you know what I mean? So um i guess it wasn't until like 2021 like mid 2021 when we actually got out and started playing
0: okay that's cool so yeah. i mean you guys kind of practiced a little during what did you do during COVID? i always ask this question i'm always interested because pe- some um, people changed their lives around during COVID. it
1: did it did i hate yeah. to say it well i don't hate to say it but i it's unfortunate obviously but uh, COVID was actually one of the best times for me. It, it really gave me, you know, a boost for, for everything that I'm doing now. So it was like a blessing in disguise. Um, yeah. obviously under, you know, fortunate circumstances, but during COVID, um, so I'm a photographer and a videographer. So I was doing a lot of weddings, a lot of family photos, a lot of this and that. Um, and that's how I fed myself. That was money. Uh, obviously COVID happened, you know, we couldn't go out and, and shoot like that anymore. I mean, people were losing their licenses for going out and shooting, you know, and trying to make a living. And I was like, damn dude, like, what am I going to do? You know, I, I can't go out and do this. And I didn't, I was, I didn't want to sit on unemployment. That shit just bored me. I I didn't want, you know what I mean? Like it was just not my thing. So my friend was like, why don't you get on TikTok and start doing like live streams? And, uh, I mean, long story short, that's, that's what I did. I, I got on TikTok, started doing the live stream every single night every night for like two and a half years i live streamed on tiktok and that's how i developed the majority of you know the beginning of my following and and what i'm doing now
0: right so moving on from that you started baby baths with patreon Mm -hmm. and patreon's been amazing for you yes and i would love to hear like a little bit about what you offer with your patreon and how that all sort of got started because it's now you're kind of now you're kind of like you've got your, your behind the scenes and everything um and a huge community of followers like your your community is also super positive that i've noticed and i love them
1: yeah i mean that's been something that's been very important to me um when we started this if I if I backtrack here a little bit, when I started doing the live streaming, I started noticing that I had the same people coming in every single night for weeks, for months. I mean, every time I stream, those same people were, were there. And I started noticing that these people were building relationships and friendships with each other in that live stream. And they said, oh, yeah, we only talk when we're in here. And I was like, well, how can we develop a way where all of these people who are positively supporting each other and building friendships can have something outside of just when i go live because let's be real i'm not going to go live every single day for the rest of my life for you guys to talk you know what i mean like as much as that would be great i need to develop something else so um it was brought to my attention to do discord which here we are three years later and i still barely know how to use um it's as right. we figured out before we got started it's with are fine um, we got it <laughs> But, um, you know, so we started this discord and I was like, oh, yeah, everybody come in, you know, everybody come be part of this discord and let's let's create this big community and this big family and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, when anything's free, you know, you start having problems because you got trolls, you got people who just want to come in and, and create problems for you. Um, so we, we cut that and we just said, Hey, we're going to open up a Patreon or I think we might've already had Patreon, but I was like, I'm going to make this a part of our Patreon. So now we're going to eliminate having the problems and we're going to just turn this into a positive, loving, supportive community full of people who uh, want to do better for themselves and want to help other people do better. Um, and that's essentially kind of how the baby bats started, um, I think I was live streaming and somebody called me daddy bat or something like that. And they said, oh, we're all your baby bats now. And that's kind of where that all took place. And again, like I said, three years later, you know, we're still doing it.
0: Right. That's super cool. So what do you offer on your Patreon?
1: Everything. (laughs) I mean, it is. I, I honestly don't know any Patreon creators that put as much on their Patreon as I do. And sometimes I feel like I'm probably doing too much, but I mean, we've got everything from our Discord to podcast episodes, like extended episodes. We've got um, custom vampire fangs that are actually created, handcrafted, and uh, to fit each individual's mouth. Um, and they're the Bokuahide style of fangs, so they're like, you can't get them anywhere. Uh, we've got Patreon-only merch. We've got, oh, I mean, there's I can't even remember everything. I just got certified as a life coach, so I put some stuff in there for people who are trying to like learn how to further their career, their life, whatever, we you know, I've got some stuff in there for second. that. I would um, love
0: to talk about that at some point.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and then our top tier, we've even got, um, you know, what we call the baby bat experience or the meet and greet experience where I actually fly out, uh, to wherever said person lives. And we spend a whole day together, like going out and doing, I mean, gosh, we've gone to aquariums, we've gone to arcades, we've gone bowling. I mean, we've done all kinds of things, For me, everything that I do is not just about being a content creator and making a living doing it, but it's about how many people can I give an experience that they otherwise wouldn't be able to have, Um, you know, and and depending on how much time and effort I have to put in that, it's kind of how you develop what tier level that's going to be on or whatever. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just really about trying to create as much of an experience for every individual as possible.
0: That's awesome so yeah you did you mentioned your life coach thing i did see that the other day congratulations thank you um what are you planning on doing with that i'm just curious
1: me too Um, (laughs) you know it's one of those things where like so many people have come to me and um you know i mean maybe a lot of people hear stuff like this but so many people have come to me and they've said you know you don't understand how much what you do has changed my life or it's inspired me to do this or you know it's whatever you know all these things and people were saying like what you do has helped me do x y and z and you should become a life coach and i was like well i mean i don't know about all that like i'm not you know that good with that kind of stuff i'm just just being genuine with people um but more or less i i looked into it saw what it took to become a life coach and i was like i'm not going to push this i'm not going to become say i'm a life coach even though you're not Required to be licensed or have any kind of school to do that. Um, I was like, I'm not gonna do that until I actually have credentials to say, I went to school, I'm certified in this, I know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, you know, and, and that's what I decided to do is because so many people were coming to me like for advice, and I'll be the first person to tell you, like, I'm not one to give you advice. Like, I'll give you my opinion on something, but I'm not gonna like tell you this is what you should do, which I found out isn't what life coaching is, anyways, you know. So, um, so yeah, I worked out and um, what do I plan on doing with that? I'm still not a hundred percent sure. Um, I've gone through my Patreon and I've scheduled out two years worth of uh, life coaching material for my Patreon members. Um, so every month they have a 30 day um, task, if you will, cool. with a what to do and how it's going to benefit you moving forward. Um, so the idea is, is that they're going to start getting, you know, into habits of creating, um, you know, smart moves for themselves, stuff stuff that just becomes habitual um, to improve whatever situation. Um, as, other than that, the only other thing I do have on there is a one-on-one, one-hour session where I actually sit down and help people break down, you know, what it is they're trying to achieve and kind of how to how to go about doing that.
0: That's awesome. That's it so far. So I've noticed on a lot of your social media that you are – super positive you're like you're like everybody's like vampy cheerleader right (laughs) i know that's kind of a weird way of putting it but like i've noticed that in your videos you're like you can do it you are awesome you can you just have the drive you can you can make things happen for yourself and i love that because there's not a lot of creators who have that sort of vibe and i i feel like that's a huge part of why people love you so much is because you're you're their cheerleader too they're not just cheering you on but you're in return going, I I want things for you to happen for you as well. So the, the whole life coach thing, it all comes full circle. And I think that's really awesome.
1: Well, thank you, first of all. And second, I, I, I do feel like I said earlier, I, I feel like everything happens for a reason. Um, I don't feel like I'm where I'm at or doing certain things that I do on accident. You know, I mean, um, there was a reason I got into music. There was a reason one of my ex-girlfriends asked me to pick up a camera and, and take photos. There was a, re- you know what I mean? There's a reason I went to cosmetology school. Everything that I do, I feel like happened for a reason. And I don't know maybe what that reason is yet. But when it comes down to these people who um, you're saying that I'm like a cheerleader for them as well. One thing that I feel like a lot of content creators don't realize is without these people, you have nothing. You have no platform. I don't care if you're an artist, if you're a you know, musician, whatever you are. I mean, take a musician, for example. If you don't have the people coming out and buying your music or showing up to your shows, you've got nothing. And all of these people who are so egotistical and think that they're better than everybody because they've got 100,000 eyes on them, you're not. You're not. You're nothing without those people. And And the same goes for me. I am nothing without the people who choose to support what I do. Um, so, in my mind, it is my responsibility to give back to each and every person to the best of my ability, um whether that be through content, whether that be through patreon stuff, whether that be through just like cheering people on and giving them the best you know you know what I mean like yeah. that's my responsibility as a content creator, so
0: I feel the same I way. do believe in everybody.
1: I think if I can do it, anybody can do it. you know what I mean
0: right so for patreon, i mm-hmm. I know you're like,' oh, I have so many benefits. Let's talk about the absolute insane thing you've got coming up. You want to get your Patreon members involved with your travel. Yes. That's crazy. I know. Are you excited?
1: Yes. Are you nervous? <laughs> no.
0: Okay. What how is that how is this possible? How are you making this happen?
1: So, how am I making this happen? <laughs> Um,
0: (laughs) That's probably also a loaded question.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's just it's one of those things where I've always wanted to travel like it's travel is something that I've never been able to do. You know, I'm about to turn 35 and I've barely driven outside of the country for like three hours. So um, Japan's been my biggest dream for as long as I can remember. Um, And I finally said, let's put this together. Let's do this. I partnered up with a friend of mine who kind of has a travel agency, like a freelance travel agency. And he was like, why don't you do this where you put together an event, you go to Austin, Texas, you take out your baby bats, you know, for X amount of price or whatever. And then you guys go out and you spend the weekend out there and you watch the thousands upon thousands of bats fly out from under the bat bridge in Austin. And you create this experience. And I was like, damn, that's like, that's a hell of a good idea.
0: Cool like i
1: didn't know that was a thing right so you know again on top of all of these things that the patreon offers i want to offer experience most of all because a lot of these things people would never be able to do so when you get to a point where you can turn around and take some of what's coming into you um you know which most people are on a five dollar tier and after taxes and you know everybody takes their cuts of it you're talking a couple bucks maybe but if you can get enough people to support and be part of what you're doing, and you can take some of that profit and turn around and say, hey, I want to give an experience to somebody. We want to go to Japan or we want to go to wherever, Australia, or whatever. And I can literally take some of that profit and, and turn around and give somebody an opportunity that they may never, ever, ever in their life have. I think that's, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, and it, and it might cost you five bucks a month. You might be there for two years and pay 120 bucks. I mean, that's still a lot less than coming out of pocket five grand to go somewhere you know what i mean right so yeah like i said it's just it's just about trying to find a way to create as many experiences for people so that way they like those people that went to austin that weekend uh, two of them are coming to japan with me like they obviously didn't have a bad time no <laughs> you know what i mean like it obviously was a good time so that's something that for the rest of their lives, they're gonna be able to say, Hey, I went and did this with this group of people and I met so and so and I'm doing it again. That's cool. You know?
0: That's brilliant. So what can you give me a little bit of an idea of what you guys are doing in Japan or is that like under wraps?
1: Oh no, no, that's totally fine. So um for the 10 days that I'm gonna be there with the Patreon community. 10 days this isn't just like a weekend we're going out for 10 days That's a wild, um, wild. yeah yeah we're gonna be traveling from um tokyo to hakone to kyoto and i mean we've got everything from private geisha dinners to oh. um you know pure, purely guided tours um you know with an english-speaking you know japanese guide um we're going to like temples we're gonna go there's a lot of stuff we're doing yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's going on
0: that's amazing
1: yeah so you know and again like i said i think every trip that we do what i would like to do especially if it's international is try to set up a guided tour because i've never been there so i want to make sure that everybody that's coming is getting the you know i mean it's going to be the obviously the touristy kind of stuff but get the best experience that we can and then you know and if we want to go back later and do less touristy stuff at another point we can do that you know
0: right have you so have you thought about doing other trips? Like, oh, yeah. like like maybe like Romania to Dracula's castle or you know like
1: It's funny Salem that you say that.
0: um or you know well that's like yeah. the motherland. Come on.
1: Right. well, <laughs> it's it's funny that you say that because um I actually just um had basically a meeting with um the, the couple that owns um dracula's father's castle where he lived um so i'm going to be possibly going out there to create content but yeah we've talked that's slovakia so we've oh, talked so about that right. and then we've talked about yeah then we've talked about you know um was it brand, brand castle um Roma- in romania called? transylvania yeah. whatever Transylvania. Um, yeah so yeah. we've i mean we've definitely talked about all that kind of stuff well and they have those people have connections to that castle as well The downside to that particular dracula's castle from my understanding is that it's a um it's a museum it's not really a you know what i mean
0: yeah but i mean that's still cool Uh, That's i mean and we're still gonna
1: go we're still gonna do it but you're not gonna get this like you know stay there experience like you're gonna get with this other place that we're going to which that's another conversation in itself but i've got some things coming up i will be going out there to slovakia to film in this castle um, and we are gonna be opening up trips to go to this particular castle in Slovakia as well. I can't really say too much more on that yet, right. um, but information will be coming out on that um as soon as I can do that.
0: What about a what about a vampire cruise? You know, not into it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard cruises are terrible.
1: you know, I drive over a bridge <laughs> and I'm shaking, so I'm oh, good.
0: not a water guy. got not it a okay water guy. that's all right. It's not everybodys. Not It's okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, not for me. So how would a baby bat be eligible for this trip?
1: So it's very simple. Um, And and I've been racking my brain. And I'm actually going to give you some new information here that I haven't even released yet. But realistically, the only thing that anybody has to do to be eligible is just be on the Patreon. Now, I know a lot of people are like, well, I mean, you know, you're saying 5,000 people. You know, that's a lot of people to get a a chance to do this. It's a lot better than not doing it at all. You know, I mean, that's the best I can say. Like, if you're not there, you're not going to win. So um, realistically, all somebody has to do is be part of that Patreon. The more patrons we have, the more trips we can put together. The more trips we put together, the more chances people have. Like, if it's up to me, every single person on my Patreon is going to get an opportunity to go. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that everybody has an opportunity. I mean, I know that's a little unrealistic, but... I'm going to try to do my best to do something to where somebody wins always, you know, and um, we are, we kind of decided today that instead of just waiting for 5,000, um, I'm going to open up one for 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, and then 5,000. And then once we're at 5,000, every trip that we put together, as long as we stay over 5,000, um, I'll be picking somebody every time. Um, so, like two thousand I'm thinking we're gonna put together like a uh, a trip to Disneyland, you know, like if you guys want to come like ten fifteen people come out, we can spend the weekend at Disneyland. one of you guys is gonna get picked for free just for being on the patreon right. spend five bucks a month, you're getting an opportunity on top of podcasts on top of everything else you're getting for five bucks you're getting an opportunity to go somewhere for free
0: well, if you think about it realistically on the scope of The lotto versus what you're doing. 5,000 people is not a big pool.
1: And that's kind of another point that we have made. I'm like, it's kind of your chances are definitely better than playing the lottery. You know what I mean? So it's definitely not as much money, but I mean, (laughs) like, you know, there's no mega millions here, but I think an experience like that would be worth, worth just as much, you know?
0: Right. That's cool. So. I noticed that you've also been doing, you're going to be kind of going into a little bit more uh, cinematography, filmmaking, elevated filmmaking. What, what is the plan with that?
1: Elevated filmmaking. I like that. (laughs) That's
0: my notes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I again I'm a photographer, I'm a mm-hmm. videographer. I mean that's what I do. That's why I put so much time and effort into like lighting. I was like, how's my lighting look, you know? Yeah. Um this stuff to me is is just what I do for my passion. And and really everything that I do from content creating and the Patreon and stuff like that, everything that I do is is has been a a slow build of how can I turn my passions into a living situation for myself and then share that with other people who care um so as time goes on as i develop a bigger brand and business and i'm able to invest in more of this you know equipment and stuff that it takes i'm further um building the quality of my product as well there's so much i want to do with photography and videography i mean i really 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 do but it's a very expensive hobby. <laughs> so, you know, as we get into this stuff, I'm I'm starting to slowly build up a better, you know, visual and audio experience for people as well. It's It's all about quality to me. And I know that does that doesn't matter to most people. You know, you'll have a video that's shot on a cell phone with 20 million views, you know, and right. then you have like a really high end quality video that's got two views. But for me, it's like I feel like people who support what I do deserve the absolute best that I can give them. And again, it comes down on me to invest properly and to research and do my homework on being able to provide that back to the people who support what I do.
0: Well, you're building a business and you want your business to grow and you have to invest in yourself and your product. Sure. Like at the end yep. of the day, a lot of people don't think about that, I think. And like even just YouTubers, that's that's a business. If yeah. Especially if you're putting the time and effort into the lighting and sets and whatever else. So yeah. do you have a... Do you like a dream project? Like what is-I'm right, sorry? If if you if you fully put together your kit, your your video equipment, more lighting, so on and so forth, what is your dream project?
1: Honestly, I would I would tell you that it would be exactly what I'm doing right now. Um right. maybe a little bit more traveling, you know, maybe some sort of family style vlog one day when I have a family. But to get up every day, when i want to play music, create content, podcast, video, photo, whatever. doing exactly what i'm doing right now on a scale that's so large that i don't have to worry about like oh, how many patrons did we lose today? You know, we got to gain this many. You know, i got i got to feed myself still to be able to do exactly what i'm doing right now and not have to worry about the sales side of it because what i'm doing is organically growing itself well enough. I would say is my dream project so in a sense i'm already there
0: that's fair that's that's fair i mean
1: i love it i love what i do and i love the people that are part of what i do i mean i'm in two bands i you know i mean music's been a big thing for me you know i partnered with a makeup company because i'm a cosmetologist i don't know if you know that as well but i actually about your
0: palette (laughs) I'm sorry? I bought your palette. I love your palette. I think it's oh, really thank great. You. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. Curse Cosmetics, and then when you had partnered with them, I was like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. The black in that palette, mm, chef's kiss.
1: Killer. Oh, it's a good black. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to find.
0: Yeah, it is. I was like, oh, oh. this is my favorite black ever. I'm going to have to get like four more of these palettes. <laughs> uh, so or mean. you just need to have them release just the pot of that black. Right. As you, yeah, that would be amazing. Um, so why why did you go to cosmetology school? I, I guess, I don't, I feel like you don't really talk a whole lot about that.
1: I don't. Um, I, okay, so we we're, were talking two
0: thousand Prior to COVID. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 2015. Like, well
0: before all of all of this happened. Yeah,
1: for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, man, actually, I want to even say before that, like 2012, 2013, I think, somewhere around there, I dated a girl whose family owned a cosmetology school. Oh. And um, I kind of started thinking to myself, I was like, you know what, I I could do that. Like, it'd be cool to learn. Again, I was really inspired by the 80s stuff, the big hair and all that stuff. So I was like, it'd be really cool to learn how to cut hair and do all this stuff and do my own hair and not have to keep going to somebody who keeps butchering my hair and not doing what I want them to do. Right. So... Um it was just an idea that I had in the back of my head. Three, four years later, uh two thousand fifteen rolls around, we break up, I was going through this crazy heartbreak, and my friend, she came over, she grabbed me, she said, Get the fuck in the car. I got in the car, she drove me to cosmetology place, and she said, You're signing up right now and I was like, Oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. So that's literally how I started cosmetology school. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean it was all kind of just like in an effort to to learn I'm a learner I like to I like to keep educating myself that's you know I'm constantly online trying to learn something new I get bored I get so bored uh with everything and um yeah I was just I wanted to learn something that's cool and I don't do anything with it anymore
0: (laughs) well have you thought about doing maybe like a series of YouTube videos or
1: no I'm just like I have zero interest in hair anymore um yeah, you know, when I was in cosmetology school, I loved it. Um, I had a lot of female clients mostly that came in uh, and I was a color specialist. That's what I did. I, I fixed hair, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, and then I got into salons or I got into a salon. And for two years, basically, all I had was just men's cuts, just fades all day. Just Oof. skin fade, skin fades, skin so fade. Boring. So I got. Yeah. Yeah. So I got real burnt out of just doing hair in general and dealing with it. And then it was one of those things where it was like, I want to, and this is no, you know, slap to hairstylists or anything, but for me, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm making X amount of dollars to spend five, six, seven hours doing somebody's hair. Like I can make that same amount of money in a lot shorter of a period of time and do that two or three times in a day rather than once, you know what I mean? So like, for me, it was just like, is my time versus the amount of money that I'm making really worth what I'm putting myself through to do this? and it just kind of became a big no for me
0: (laughs) no that's understandable i I think a lot of people need to take a look at their time i've noticed people don't realize how much their time is actually worth so the fact that you did that and you're like this isn't what i want is that's important yeah so that's definitely a
1: good move for me I mean i'm glad that i did it you know it's a skill that i'll have the rest of my life it's something that I, I i'm still licensed i keep up on my license you know if i had to go back to it i could definitely brush up on my skills and and get back out there and do it um i just don't have any passion for it right you know
0: what was that your plan did you have a plan before you started doing all of this or you just kind of was just i was just kind sort of doing of, like, fell into yeah i was just kind of
1: doing Yeah, I mean, because, you know, while I went through school, you know, I had this big grand idea of opening up my own salon and how cool that would be. And I I wanted to do this 80s hair metal theme, you know. Salon off the side, I don't even know, like neon lights and zebra print and (laughs) like it would go anywhere while I was in school, I thought that would be a great idea. But um, no, I mean, like I said, you know, I was I was chasing the music dream. I was going down to Hollywood every week, which is a five hour drive i'd go down there and network with some people hang out you know i used to hang out with this band called steel panther all the time um and then i would drive home and every week that was my routine every monday drive down there hang out leave there at three or four in the morning drive home crash out and uh yeah it was it was i did that for like right around 11 months i think every monday i did not skip a monday um and uh at that time i was just chasing the music thing and then when we broke up i was like i got to figure out something i got to do something you know what i mean i got to do something so um she drug me into that salon and i was like or that school and i guess i was like i guess i'm doing this
0: that works um, so you're are you from northern california
1: uh central california central yeah. okay so yeah. five
0: hours that makes sense because northern would be nine
1: yeah five yeah hours. so i'm like um More or less, I'm like an hour and a half east of San Francisco and south of Sacramento.
0: Right. Okay. Central. Yeah. 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 All right. I mean.
1: You're from this area.
0: I am. I'm from SoCal.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that's why I was thinking about it. I was like, because I had lived in the north, north, and I was like, it took me nine hours to get home. Oh, yeah. With the traffic, you know, traffic always adds like four hours
1: hours De- definitely especially in la
0: <laughs> i can't even imagine driving every monday for five hours
1: i was so dedicated to that band <laughs> that's a lot like i loved seeing that band i would get down there three four hours before the doors even opened, just so i'd be the first one in line like i was just like determined to befriend those guys and uh and and i did you know and and they're some of the greatest dudes i've ever met that's cool yeah
0: so what are your goals moving into this year 2024 just started do you have like do you have like uh goals for the year or i guess a lot of people do like that new year new me kind of thing do you have like new year's resolutions as well <laughs>
1: it's, it's funny that you asked me that because i was just talking about this um new year old me uh just evolving you know right. um yeah. I don't really have resolutions. I kind of feel like the thirty-first of December to the first of January was just another day apart from each other. I'm still working and grinding the same I do every day. Yeah. Um. You know, the new year didn't change anything for me. It's just I'm moving into another month. Um. So no, I guess my goal is just the same as it's always been. It's just to keep working, keep building this. I have a personal goal for what I'd like to see certain things. You know, when you talk, it's funny because when you talk to me about this and you say, I understand this is a business, a lot of people don't understand that. And a lot of people get a little upset about it being a business. They're like, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. It is a business. Like, I, you know, people want this content, that content, this and that. For me, I got to make a living too.
0: It's not free. And I still
1: got to eat, you know, so it is a business. And I have my personal financial career goals um and i think right now for me the goal has been the same um on all levels i want to get our patreon to a certain place so that way i can give back what i feel like i need to give back to the people who support and that's going to take a certain number it's going to take a certain you know income it's going to take a certain freedom from all the other stuff to be able to give that to people and uh i until something better comes along and presents itself, right now my goal is to get to that five thousand mark on Patreon.
0: Right. Where are you where are you can I ask where you're at? Where are you at? To your mark or can I not ask? <laughs> not, even uh, <laughs> man, not even close. Oh
1: no, no, not even close. But it, it's one of those things. Patreon is so volatile. Um yeah. and it's so difficult to grow. Well, um we we were up the highest we've been was like 1332 or something like that and right now i think we're like 1232. so it's just like it goes up and then it goes down 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 and then it goes up a little bit then it goes down 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 down
0: we also have to consider something like the economy right now is so it it's just (laughs) in the toilet
1: yes and no i mean People are still spending money. People True. are still buying things. There's Patreon creators out there that have 300,000 patrons, 500,000 patrons yeah, or whatever. You know what I mean? 50,000 patrons, whatever it's, it's not so much. I don't honestly, I don't think it has anything to do with the economy. Yeah. I, it, I think it has more to do with the reach and the, um, the people that the people that you're reaching, you know what I mean? Like we all know right now that our algorithms are not showing our content to everybody that's following us. You know, I mean, I, I really guarantee out of the nearly half a million followers I have on all of my platforms, if every single person on that platform knew what we were doing, and what we were offering, I feel like we'd be well over 5,000. I really do. Oh, yeah. Um, I just think that the problem is right now is that we're not reaching the right people and enough of them. Um, because I, I do know content creators that have Patreons that are skyrocketing. They're doing great. Right. The economy has nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? Like they're taken off with no problems Algorithm and uh,
0: issues is actually you're probably right that's probably the biggest thing Facebook, absolutely everything absolutely nobody allows links through unless you pay for it right so it's and
1: it's one of those things too for me it's like you know especially at five bucks you're like at the end of the day if you're broke and you're an alcoholic you're still gonna spend five dollars on or whatever right. amount of money it is on alcohol it comes down to value it comes down to right. Is this valuable to this person or not? If they even see it, you know what I mean? And that's and that's where we're running into that thing. Um, we've got so, some amazing people, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that's the case for everybody because I have had multiple people that are like, listen, I can't afford this right now. This happened, that happened, I can't afford five bucks. And I'm like, dude, I get it. Like, if you get to a better place and you can afford it comfortably, I don't want anybody putting themselves in a financial bind for five bucks. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's not that important. I'll figure it out. But we've had most of those people will say that they can't afford it and they leave and then they come back when they do figure it out. And it's always heartwarming because I I get a lot of the same messages from people who are like, this is important to me. This community, this family that we're building is important to me. And if I have to take five bucks away from something like Netflix or something else, this is far more important. And that makes me feel good because it makes me feel like I am providing value and doing something that's positive for somebody you know
0: that's what i was just about to say the value that you're providing on your patreon versus a lot of other patreons that i've seen is really high for five dollars you are Thank offering you. so much content and as you were saying earlier you think it's probably too much but honestly your com- community is a great community and the fact that they keep coming back is important but you do just outsider looking in at your patreon without even like i've subscribed as well at some point but looking at your Patreon, you can see that I've never seen any other creators that have had as much value as you do.
1: Well, thank you. I mean, and that that means a lot to me to hear because, you know, I do put my heart and soul into it. And I think that is why it gets a little, like, frustrating and, and like, bums me out when I see that the, the numbers start tanking. Because it's just like, dude, I'm putting everything into this. I mean, I am offering every bit of me mm-hmm. and everything I can possibly think of at such a low number you know what i mean just to provide value to people and again it's not like people sign up for five bucks and i'm getting five bucks you know what i mean it's 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 not like i'm bringing in you know a whole ton of money doing this but i just want to get to a place where i can turn around and reinvest in the people that are supporting and reinvest in the quality that i'm giving to these people through the dollar 50 that i get from it you know what i mean like you know, whatever it comes down to. And um it's just like I said, those people are so important to me.
0: So I noticed that you also stream on Twitch. Are you still doing TikTok streaming? Not as no.
1: much. No, and and that's where we started noticing a downfall of our Patreon. Um is because most of the people that came in from our Patreon or to our Patreon came from live streams, TikTok specifically. Um, but I got I mean, as you can imagine, I got so burnt out every single night, hundreds of thousands of new people, every oh, single night asking the same five questions over Wait, Can I
0: ask what the same five questions are?
1: The same five questions you've asked me tonight? No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. I guess podcast done. <laughs>
1: no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. no, but when you do it every night and you're answering the same questions, like every 10 minutes for right. eight hours at some point, I mean, I always was just like, whatever, like these people are new. They don't know. I'm not upset about it. But at a certain point, you're just like, I really just don't want to do this again, dude. Like, I really don't want to do this. Um, so I came to this crossroad where I was like, I'm not a streamer, dude. I don't want to be a streamer. That's not what I'm trying to do with my life. Right. I need to find this balance between work and still enjoying what I do because I'm starting to hate it, you know? And, and that's where I was like, I've got to break away and take a chance to let my content speak for itself and let my content bring in the patrons, the views and all this stuff. And man, has it been, has it been a challenge?
0: So you stream on Twitch, even though you're not a streamer.
1: I I do stream on Twitch from time to time.
0: That's fun that's not twitch
1: twitch is a little bit more fun twitch yeah (laughs) twitch is a little bit more fun because it's a little bit more engaging you know you got the sound bits and you got you know your subs and all that stuff and and people that watch the stream have more fun with it because it's not just the interview process every two seconds right people are engaged. you know i mean you gotta understand a lot of these people have been here since i started this stuff Mm -hmm. so they don't need to understand like they don't why do you dress like a vampire I already know this i've been here for three years like right. i don't want to hear this again with twitch it's it's less of that you know these people are more engaged they're part of it so i do that as kind of like a um a thing for those viewers you know it's not it's still not something that i like am like i can't wait to get home and stream you know
0: but, so you you game do you have a do you have some favorite games or are we just like
1: We'll play i am a final fantasy nerd i'm okay. just gonna put that out there oh, i'm that's gonna put great. that out there <laughs> um final fantasy 7 remake is about to come out while i'm in japan and i'm coming home and picking up my order because i've already pre-ordered it um no but when it comes to twitch like a lot of the games that i play on there are typically like like horror games because people love to j- jump scare the shit out of me um and uh what else have we played on there what's that
0: I said they jump jump scares. They eat that up.
1: Oh, they do. They do. do. Especially when I'm freaking out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of what else we've played on there. I mean, we've done like uh, mostly horror games, I guess. Resident Evil stuff like that. Those are
0: good. Do you have a favorite other other than Final Fantasy? Do you have a favorite like? Do you have favorite other series that you love? I'm a big gamer. That's why I got to know. I'm asking the okay, game questions. Okay.
1: Um, so yeah. So Final Fantasy is definitely number one. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima was a very incredible game. Okay. I don't know if you ever played that.
0: I don't think so. I've never even heard of that. What is that? Oh my God. Tell me about so it. So it.
1: it's it's like an open world uh ninja game. Like, like this. Check it out. It's a great game. Okay. <laughs> if you're into like open world stuff, because that's what I like. I like open world. I always say kind of like imagine like Skyrim meets like... A ninja game that's like you cute. just that's got cool. this big map you get to explore and like yeah it's it's a really really beautiful game what do you what do you game on computer
0: yeah i'm on pc i i, I was an xbox fangirl for a long time and then i got on a pc and yeah. now i play everything i i love retro um i actually have a huge retro game collection where i have a ton of carts and i go to retro cons and collectible places and oh, pick that's up cool carts all the time it's like my my
1: thing <laughs> that's cool that's cool yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say check that out. It's not retro, but it's no, a, it's cool. I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for graphics. I'm a sucker for graphics. So I love
0: graphics, but
1: yeah, like I can't play like Borderlands because I'm just like ew. This is gross yeah. looking. <laughs> ew. <You know? laughs> yeah.
0: Because the art style is so weird.
1: Yeah, I just, I'm not into that. I love yes. like beautiful graphics and Ghost of Tsushima is one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen.
0: Okay, I'll check it out for sure. Yeah. That's cool. All right. yeah. It's very, it's it always surprised me when a guest comes on the show and there's a game I haven't heard of that is like their absolute favorite. I love that. Oh
1: man, I'm telling you, you're missing <laughs> out.
0: All right, I'll check it out. Uh, <laughs> so just recently I saw on your YouTube that you went and started a new like chess piece how's that going like a tattoo tattoo
1: (laughs) the worst thing i've ever gone through oh no yeah like man um yeah i mean my you know obviously the throat and the neck were not fun uh but i didn't realize how easy that was going to be in comparison to my chest really oh my god yeah going through like okay let's put it this way like I, i'm a total can i say i'm a pussy on here yeah. <laughs> i don't know what i can say we are uh, a mature
0: I, rated uh, podcast you are totally fine
1: <laughs> dude i am a weenie let's just let's go with that um i don't have a crazy high pain tolerance all of my tattoo artists tell me i sit great and i'm like you are a terrible liar dude like there's no way that i'm sitting great with my neck and my throat, like I sat on my throat on live stream. I let I live streamed this like an idiot.
0: That's horrifying. I sat
1: there Huh? That is
0: horrifying. I don't think I could do that.
1: I sat there for six and a half hours letting him Man. blast my throat. And it was pretty bad. It was it was it sucked. The sides of my neck for some reason were even worse. I don't know why, but the sides of my neck I was just like really struggling with. When he got to my chest that was the first time where every time he touched me with the needle, I just automatically was just, oh, hi, Kitty. I was just automatically like, oh, oh, I, I, I can't. I'm like, oh, shit. Just pulling back every time. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, yeah, it, I think that- between the chest, my throat, and probably like down in here as it got to my el- my armpit was so, like. So are you filling
0: thing. it all in with lace? Is that what it is? It's yeah. Lace, right? Yeah. Okay. How are you yeah, so, so all the empty spots are going to be lace uh
1: yeah all of this yeah we're still going to I have to finish all that um all wow. of this the same thing it's it's all going to be lace it's just like outlined right now um yeah, that's all of cool. this is going to be lace too we just skipped that for some reason um yeah i mean i was just the whole idea behind the lace was that like i kind of wanted something that was like that, that had the chance to be beautiful but also torn and destructed. So, destructive. So, like, a lot of this lace, it's starting to rip all back right. here as it comes back to the, my back of my, my neck and my shoulders. It's going to kind of, like, tear off. And then I've got, like, the roses that are coming through the, the lace.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, the whole idea behind it was that I wanted to have it, like, something pretty that's being destroyed but still has beauty in it. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Like, and that was kind of the
1: whole concept behind it.
0: I like then, that it's also the, filler because not a lot of some some people just kind of fill themselves up and don't really consider all of the white space and i i like that you've taken it like a little time to sort of consider the white space a bit for the blank space um was that so that your chest was the most painful have you do you have any like i got my rib like my side from my hip all the way up to the like the top of my ribs and that was the worst pain of my life the top of my ribs i could see that it hurt so bad it was terrible <laughs> it was yeah. so bad wow good um, not all i mean tattoos i feel like <laughs> once you start getting them they're meaningful and then it get, gets past the point of like hey this just looks cool
1: <laughs> yeah i mean that's kind of where i'm at right now i'm just like mm-hmm. what can i do that kind of like adds to my my persona but it's not something like roses it's not like in 10 years i'm gonna be like ah oh, roses are not cool anymore like you know what i mean it's just like that's a classic. like this i've got this is a, a guitar player from a japanese band i don't know if you're f- super familiar with japanese music at all but
0: um i know um, malice miser okay and x japan yeah, vaguely i okay. i listened to a bunch in high school but i was mostly obsessed with malice miser
1: Okay, so that was around the same time. Malice Miser and X Japan were about the same time. Uh, So this is the guitar player from X Japan. His name, he passed away in 1998, but this is Hide, um, who was like the biggest inspiration for me musically. Um, And that's where I started. I was like, I want to put some sort of like uh, lace here to just kind of like.
0: Yeah, it all goes together. I understand now. It goes together with the vibe. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So once I did this, then I was like, okay, well, how can I make it cohesive and, and connect with everything?
0: so visual k is i don't think a lot of my listeners actually would know what that is okay and i think it's the aesthetic alone is very super goth and has a lot of lace and has a lot of ruffles and frills and also has some i feel like cyber elements to it it's like a little bit of everything but it's really intense how would you describe it
1: um. So I, I don't know if technically they would say that Visual K started in the 80s or the 90s, but it was pioneered by X Japan. They they were kind of the founders of that whole VK movement. I, I think the whole idea behind Viz- Visual K, when X Japan kind of started that, their whole idea was psychedelic violence and the crime of visual shock. Like they wanted to like stand apart so much that you knew who they were. And that's kind of where that whole uh genre, if you will, started and, and what the whole meaning of it was. And then it kind of it kind of took this like big hair, crazy makeup, you know, kind of inspired by Kiss, I would say. Um it, it kind of took that idea and it started to evolve through the years into more of like a um what we would call goth, you know, a lot of black, a lot of uh like you said ruffles and stuff like that it, it really took on kind okay. of this vampire
0: it was like imagery torian uh, gothic with like gothic lolita mixture exactly
1: lolita is right. a, a big one for sure um and that's huge in japan as well um yeah that, that's it's definitely you know and, and i've always kind of had that same mindset i guess with like I don't need to go get attention, but it's like, I definitely know that, like, if I go to a show or if I walk down the street, like, you might not know who I am, but you're gonna be like, oh, I remember that guy. Like, I've seen that crazy purple hair or I've seen, you know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of where I took a lot of that inspiration. Um, You know, it's because like, if you're trying to brand yourself or create a business, you want to make sure that it's memorable. Um, You know, and if you're in a band, it's okay. It's great to have great music. Like, that's good. But can you give your audience something a little bit more than just good music like what's going to make you stand apart from the next band that's got great music you wow. know
0: speaking of which totally random did you hear about what happened with sleep token mm. um you know how they wear masks and they're completely covered and they have this like illusion of mystery right mm-hmm. um and nobody knows who they are well there was this complete jerk who totally violated their privacy,
1: okay. found
0: all of their birth certificates and released them on the internet. Oh, wow. Completely outed them. This happened... I'm surprised you actually haven't seen this. It was huge on TikTok recently. Um, Completely outed them, and they shut down all of their social media for like a week. They went... Really? Shut down everything. And so... Everybody was like, well, are they coming back? Like, is this it? Is this the end? Like, did one person ruin this amazing thing for us? Yeah. And then they just announced, like, two days ago they're going on tour. Hmm. So everybody's kind of, like, speculating of what's going to happen, but it was like... <sighs> it's one of those things that worries me about being a creator on the internet. Because it always goes down to a privacy thing, Right. You put so much of yourself out there and you give so much of yourself to other people and then people take and take and take until they abuse it and then you're just like well i don't want to there's a couple of things that happens here and that i i worry about a lot i don't want to stop what i'm doing for the people who genuinely actually appreciate what i'm doing but at the same time i also want to be safe and keep myself safe So, like, you know, I hide everything, P.O. boxes, blah, 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 and I try to be as safe as possible. But when things like this happen, it's just, I don't know, it just feels like a violation. Not just for them, but for, like, for other creators who are just, like, trying to provide something cool to people. Right. Like, do you remember when, I don't know, do you know, you know Jenna Marbles, right? You know who she is.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah. And she kind of went, she's she retired and just doesn't come on the internet anymore. There was a video that Jenna Marbles had put out that a fan had come to their house, like fully came to their house, knocked on the door, and wanted to be let in. Yeah. And it was just like a really weird thing. And like I think somebody's mom brought them there. But like stuff like that always kind of worries me. Like well, that... I mean, privacy
1: is privacy. But, you know, but, yeah. I, mean, I think private... that should be respected, period.
0: So I always worry like about that. And this sleep token thing is just like one of those reminders of like oh god like people are terrible like people are awful um but can you imagine finding the whole band's birth certificates and just like releasing them into the wild onto the internet where it's forever
1: like that person definitely needs a hobby
0: that's horrible <laughs> yeah, yeah that definitely. sucks I always yeah that's say crazy that i'm actually surprised you didn't hear about that
1: no no you know i will be honest when i started all of this stuff i was a lot more active on the internet mm-hmm. um and i think i just kind of got to the point where i kind of stopped um i really don't get online unless i'm posting something i'm like usually creating and editing you know right um so like i don't scroll facebook i don't really scroll instagram i don't scroll TikTok. and if i do it's because i'm looking for something to use for content um but I, I definitely noticed a disconnect from from actually being a content. What's the word I'm trying to look at absorber a user viewer versus a creator where I'm like the only time I'm really looking at contents if I'm like sitting somewhere absolutely bored out of my skull, which is very rare, or I'm looking for some sort of like inspiration. Right. So I miss a lot of things apparently
0: yeah it was a it was a crazy thing i mean i just i can't imagine so TikTok, i guess my question here is since you've now become a content creator and not a user is there anything that you miss about being an absorber a viewer no 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 not at all i
1: mean i definitely don't miss mindlessly scrolling and spinning I mean, I, I no offense to people that do this, but like, I think you definitely realize um, how much time you waste.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. But
1: also, to those who do it, thank you. For... <laughs> Double edged <laughs> sword. Looking, you know, <laughs> <in that words.
0: laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I've noticed a, a change in my content as well, where I used to be very connected with other Twitch streamers and I was constantly in their chats and I was constantly involved and I feel bad because I'm like I can't support my friends as much as I used to because I'm so busy with creating um I'd say that's the only thing that I miss is that sure. the connection with other creators that I used to have that I don't have anymore
1: that was I important. Think we're good the good thing about that though is is your friends understand you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a huge thing. I'm a huge believer and a huge, um, whatever. I'm a huge believer in the fact that if you surround yourself with people that you want to be like, you're going to learn from them and you're going to become like them. And when you do that, it, it's like the same thing with me. It's, you know, the bigger that my following gets, you know, I have more and more people that are like, well, why don't you follow me? Why don't you watch this? And it's like, if I had to follow and pay attention to every single person that followed and watched my content, friend or not... I'd never have time to get anything done. I would never even be able to see everybody's things. And and I think for the most part, people understand that. Um, but when you get to a certain level of trying to create your own thing, um, I don't think anybody looks at that and they're like, well, you're not doing this in mine anymore. I mean, I'm sure some people do, but your friends are never going to do that. You know, I mean, my closest friends they have patreons and we're like well i'm not going to go on your patreon so you can go on mine like and it just become zero like it doesn't do anything right. but we're going to support each other we're not going to be like why aren't you doing this for me i mean I, I get what you're saying though like to to have that connection that network but i think at that same time you start developing new connections and new networks that are even a little bit bigger and better for what you're doing than than sitting there watching you know something that you're just only interacting with rather than becoming productive with if yeah. that makes any sense
0: no it totally does
1: You know, um, and again, you know, a lot of my content is, you know, there's a lot of stupid things that I do like those transition videos. I I don't do them because they're valuable. I do them because they get a lot of views and that's unfortunately part of the game, you know, and I don't do them because I wake up every day. Like, Hey, how can I rip my clothes off today for a transition video? Like, (laughs) it's not something that i'm like looking forward to doing
0: (laughs) i absolutely and i will go on record and say i hate making thirst traps right i hate them but that's what gets the views and then i sprinkle in my other content that i actually like and now that's starting to pick up you have to do the things you don't want to do sometimes to get to where you want to be
1: (laughs) Preaching to the choir, my friend. Preaching so to the awful. choir. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very very true, you know. And that's what's that's another frustrating aspect of content creating for me because, you know, I go and I'll post one of these stupid transition videos and it'll get one two million views, and then I'll go po- post some meaningful like, hey, I want to change your life and help you do this X Y and Z, and I'll get two thousand views. You know, and I'm just like. Oh my god, dude, like it's so frustrating. You know, anytime you put value into something or put actual like thought and care into it, it gets very little engagement. That's but you go do crazy. some stupid transition video and it's getting 2 million views, you're just like, what the hell am I doing here?
0: It's the game you gotta play. It is. Unfortunately, it is. to beat the algorithms of doom.
1: I don't I don't, I don't know that there is any beating the yeah. algorithm.
0: Yeah. I don't think so. I think their the algorithms, to be fi- to be honest with you, I think they're getting worse.
1: Oh, they are. They the, are for and sure. And the,
0: the TikTok shop thing has just been insane. Have you? I don't even know. Like I've seen the Shadow Work Journal every, th- so it'll be like a video Shadow Work Journal for three videos, and then another video, like y- or some some TikTok shop thing it's like some serum or something for like four videos and then I get another video it's almost not worth it to scroll even to look at stuff on TikTok anymore because it's just so saturated they're starting to clean it up though um they went through and they actually banned a bunch of stores I don't know if you knew that they were selling drop shipping Alibaba Aliexpress stuff and knockoffs and they got rid of people that were selling illegal things and all that other stuff so yeah, people were. So I mean, interested. I can't
1: tell you how many times I got on TikTok and randomly saw porn.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a lot of porn on there now.
1: That that blew me away.
0: It's crazy.
1: Like, I'd get on there and there was just like, I, I always see this one girl, this Asian girl that's always breastfeeding her baby. Um, and I'm I just see. like, OK, whatever. Like, you know, I mean, I could see why people are like upset, you know, I that there's nudity because you because you can see her nipples and everything. Like, it's not just like a breastfeeding video. Right. But then, and I was just like, OK, whatever, that's not like that didn't bother me. And then all of a sudden you get on there and there's straight up porn. And I'm like, oh, Whoa, yeah. crazy.
0: Or you see the ones where they're sneaking shots. Have you seen those? Where is it'll is it? will be Like there's they'll sneak shots of body parts into the video. So like you'll be I watching a video and there'll be like a mirror in the back and it's just bits lots and lots of everything and you're just like girl that's that's the whole party <laughs> like you're not that's the whole party, that's the whole party. um <laughs> so like those have been really interesting because it'll be like full topless but you can see it in the back you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's all the way no. yeah those those ones are very because they hide it in the video yeah. and that's how they get so many views and it's kind of hard to report them because you're just like you can't t- nobody's going to look at that little tiny little thing you know
1: but they would if it was me or some you know what i mean right? like you know like a, jesus christ i go put something uh, i put something one day and i don't remember what it was it had nothing to do with i was outside talking about like going on a trip and i got banned for nudity and sexual content
0: somebody must have reported you
1: but I mean, there was nothing. I mean, I, there was nothing even nude.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like
1: it was crazy.
0: I don't think but, they have uh, enough. I, I will
1: say that I think that my TikTok views, like my TikTok, took a huge nosedive, and I'm starting to see the views kind of come up a little bit again. So I don't know if there's something going on with the algorithm, but I hardly, if I'm being honest with you, I don't take TikTok serious anymore.
0: You can't. I mean, nah, there's it's just too much junk on there. It was great. Yeah, it's my for biggest a bit.
1: following. But my lowest engagement, mm-hmm. you know, I've got like three hundred thousand followers on there, but I'll get like a thousand views.
0: I feel like I'm poking every video with a stick at this point. Like, do something,
1: right? No, that's, <laughs> so... I, yep, that's how it's been for three years. I get it.
0: Well, you've got. I feel like also COVID. We had a big, like a gold rush of the internet during COVID because we everybody was on yeah nobody had anything else to do and now it's like oversaturated it feels i mean oh well, i mean a lot you people, talk about
1: like uh, go ahead
0: a lot of a lot of creators are are actually retiring too so yeah that's been an interesting thing to see
1: yeah i mean you talk about like you know the economy and stuff like that you know i mean i, I don't really remember but i mean everybody was losing their jobs and during COVID and That's people right. were still paying out the ass for stuff. You know what I mean? So I definitely think that it's, it's deeper than that. You know I mean? COVID that whole time period, that stay at home stuff, like everybody was on their phones. Nobody had anything to do, you know? So it was a great time for content creators to get that attention. And I mean, I remember, uh, geez, I don't remember what month it was, but I remember, one month getting 20,000 followers and then the next month getting 50,000 followers. And I'm like, I'm going to be famous. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) this shit's going off like crazy. Yeah. And then it just, you know, then I I remember hearing, I remember somebody telling me, watch, when you hit about 300,000, it's going to, it's going to plateau and just die unless you start paying for stuff. And I was like, nah, dude, I'm getting way too many followers for that. Like I'm getting 50, I got 56,000 followers this month, bro. Like what are you talking about? And then sure as shit, as soon as I hit 300, it just started just tanking. And I've been there probably a year.
0: Yeah. It was lovely talking to you today. You too. Where can everyone find you?
1: Well, the easiest place would probably just go to my website, com. You can find all my socials there. Um, I don't really push it or talk about it, but I've got a merch store. You know, we got our Patreon there. Um... You know, one of the things too is I've got a lot of collaborations with, you know, if my Patreon members have a business, um, you know, uh, we try to incorporate that in certain ways. Um, so, you know, we've got the Cursed Cosmetics, the Hide Your Face palette, as you were just talking about. Um, we've got that, you know, we uh, there you go. There you go. Look at that.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I do love this palette. Um, so good. I've got
1: this collaboration with uh, Wolf Brand Silver. We do jewelry. Uh, so, we've done ne- necklaces and rings and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, if you guys want any of that kind of stuff, you can find all that on my website as well.
0: Nice. All right. Um, well, thank you for coming on the show today. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And, uh,. <laughs> I guess you can follow us on YouTube, iTunes, Google, anywhere you syndicate your favorite, or we're syndicated everywhere, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. I probably am. Spotify's the main one. Thank you you all so much for joining us today. I appreciate each and every one of you. You guys are amazing. Thank you for helping me get to this this level of episode i think we're episode 18 now um
1: congratulations
0: yay thank you so much for being here and we'll see you on the next episode of the coffin lounge thank you everybody Bye. bye